This is day 160 of our daily Bible reading. We'll be completing Jeremiah chapters 50 through 52 and Lamentations chapters 1 and 2. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new day. We thank you for the mercies and the grace that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for a new opportunity to serve you and to experience the world that you've created for us. Lord God, may we understand you more deeply today. May we have a heart to worship you and to glorify you in all things, good or bad, hard or easy. Lord, as we enter into your word, may your Holy Spirit guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. The word which the Lord spoke concerning Babylon, the land of the Chaldeans, through Jeremiah the prophet. Declare and proclaim among the nations. Proclaim it and lift up a standard. Do not conceal it, but say, Babylon has been captured. Bel has been put to shame. Marduk has been shattered. Her images have been put to shame. Her idols have been shattered. For a nation has come up against her out of the north. It will make her land an object of horror, and there will be no inhabitant in it. Both man and beast have wandered off. They have gone away. In those days and at that time, declares the Lord, the sons of Israel will come, both they and the sons of Judah as well. They will go along weeping as they go, and it will be the Lord their God they will seek. They will ask for the way to Zion, turning their faces in its direction. They will come that they may join themselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that will not be forgotten. My people have become lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have made them turn aside on the mountains. They have gone along from mountain to hill and have forgotten their nesting place. They have gone along from mountain to hill, and have forgotten their resting place. All who came upon them have devoured them, and their adversaries have said, We are not guilty. Inasmuch as they have sinned against the Lord, who is the habitation of righteousness, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Wander away from the midst of Babylon, and go forth from the land of the Chaldeans. Be also like male goats at the head of the flock. For behold, I am going to arouse and bring up against Babylon a horde of great nations from the land of the north. And they will draw up their battle lines against her. From there she will be taken captive. Their arrows will be like an expert warrior who does not return empty-handed. Chaldea will become plunder. All who plunder her will have enough, declares the Lord. Because you are glad, because you are jubilant, O you who pillage my heritage, because you skip about like a threshing heifer and neigh like stallions, your mother will be greatly ashamed. She who gave you birth will be humiliated. Behold, she will be the least of the nations, a wilderness, a parched land, and a desert. Because of the indignation of the Lord, she will not be inhabited, but she will be completely desolate. Everyone who passes by Babylon will be horrified and will hiss because of all her wounds. 
Draw up your battle lines against Babylon on every side, all you who bend the bow. Shoot at her. Do not be sparing with your arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Raise your battle cry against her on every side. She has given herself up. Her pillars have fallen. Her walls have been torn down. For this is the vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance on her. As she has done to others, so do so to her. Cut off the sower from Babylon, and the one who wields the sickle at the time of harvest. From before the sword of the oppressor, they will each turn back to his own people, and they will each flee to his own land. Israel is a scattered flock. The lions have driven them away. The first one who devoured him was the king of Assyria. And this last one, who has broken his bones, is Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am going to punish the king of Babylon and his land, just as I punished the king of Assyria. And I will bring Israel back to his pasture, and he will graze on Carmel and Bashan, and his desire will be satisfied in the hill country of Ephraim and Gilead. In those days and at that time, declares the Lord, search will be made for the iniquity of Israel, but there will be none, and for the sins of Judah, but they will not be found, for I will pardon those whom I leave as a remnant. Against the land of Marathiam, go up against it, and against the inhabitants of Pekod, slay and utterly destroy them, declares the Lord and do according to all that I have commanded you. The noise of battle is in the land, and great destruction. How the hammer of the whole earth has been cut off and broken. How Babylon has become an object of horror among the nations. I set a snare for you, and you were also caught, O Babylon. While you yourself were not aware, you have been found and also seized because you have engaged in conflict with the Lord. The Lord has opened his armory, and has brought forth the weapons of his indignation. For it is a work of the Lord God of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans. Come to her from the farthest border, open up her barns, pile her up like heaps, and utterly destroy her. Let nothing be left of terror. Put all her young bulls to the sword. Let them go down to the slaughter. Woe be upon them, for their day has come, the time of their punishment. There is a sound of fugitives and refugees from the land of Babylon to declare in Zion the vengeance of the Lord our God, vengeance for his temple. Summon many against Babylon, all those who bend the bow, Encamp against her on every side. Let there be no escape. Repay her according to her work. According to all that she has done, so do to her. For she has become arrogant against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Therefore her young men will fall in her streets, and all her men of war will be silenced in that day, declares the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O arrogant one, declares the Lord God of hosts.
for your day has come, the time when I will punish you. The arrogant one will stumble and fall with no one to raise him up, and I will set fire to his cities, and it will devour all his environs. Thus says the Lord of hosts, The sons of Israel are oppressed, and the sons of Judah as well, and all who took them captive have held them fast. They have refused to let them go. Their Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He will vigorously plead their case so that he may bring rest to the earth, but turmoil to the inhabitants of Babylon. A sword against the Chaldeans, declares the Lord, and against the inhabitants of Babylon, and against her officials and her wise men. A sword against the oracle priests, and they will become fools. A sword against her mighty men, and they will be shattered. A sword against their horses and against their chariots, and against all the foreigners who are in the midst of her, and they will become women. A sword against her treasures, and they will be plundered. A drought on her waters, and they will be dried up. For it is a land of idols and they are mad over fearsome idols. Therefore the desert creatures will live there along with the jackals. The ostriches also will live in it, and it will never again be inhabited or dwelt in from generation to generation. As when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah with its neighbors, declares the Lord, no man will live there, nor will any son of man reside in it. Behold, a people is coming from the north, and a great nation and many kings will be aroused from the remote parts of the earth. They will seize their bow and javelin. They are cruel and have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea, and they ride on horses, marshaled like a man for the battle against you, O daughter of Babylon. The king of Babylon has heard the report about them and his hands hang limp. Distress has gripped him, agony like a woman in childbirth. Behold, one will come up like a lion from the thicket of the Jordan to a perennially watered pasture. For in an instant I will make them run away from it, and whoever is chosen I will appoint over it. For who is like me, and who will summon me into court? And who then is the shepherd who can stand before me. Therefore, hear the plan of the Lord which he has planned against Babylon, and his purposes which he has purposed against the land of the Chaldeans. Surely they will drag them off, even the little ones of the flock. Surely he will make their pasture desolate because of them. At the shout, Babylon has been seized. The earth is shaken, and an outcry is heard among the nations. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am going to arouse against Babylon and against the inhabitants of Lebkamai the spirit of a destroyer. I will dispatch foreigners to Babylon that they may winnow her and may devastate her land. For on every side they will be opposed to her in the day of her calamity. Let not him who bends his bow bend it, nor let him rise up in his scale armor. So do not spare her young men, 
devote all her army to destruction. They will fall down slain in the land of the Chaldeans and pierced through in their streets. For neither Israel nor Judah has been forsaken by his God, the Lord of hosts, although their land is full of guilt before the Holy One of Israel. Flee from the midst of Babylon, and each of you save his life. Do not be destroyed in her punishment, for this is the Lord's time of vengeance. He is going to render recompense to her. Babylon has been a golden cup in the hand of the Lord, intoxicating all the earth. The nations have drunk of her wine, therefore the nations are going mad. Suddenly, Babylon has fallen and been broken. Wail over her. Bring balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. We applied healing to Babylon, but she was not healed. Forsake her, and let us each go to his own country. For her judgment has reached to heaven, and towered up in the very skies. The Lord has brought about our vindication. Come, and let us recount in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Sharpen the arrows, fill the quivers. The Lord has aroused the spirit of the kings of the Medes, because his purpose is against Babylon to destroy it. For it is the vengeance of the Lord, vengeance for his temple. Lift up a signal against the walls of Babylon. Post a strong guard. Station sentries. Place men in ambush, for the Lord has both purposed and performed what he spoke concerning the inhabitants of Babylon. O you who dwell by many waters, abundance and treasures, your end has come, the measure of your end. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, surely I will fill you with a population like locusts and they will cry out with shouts of victory over you. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he stretched out the heavens. When he uttered his voice, there was a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. All mankind is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. For his molten images are deceitful, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like these, for the maker of all is he and the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. He says, You are my war club, my weapon of war, and with you I shatter nations, and with you I destroy kingdoms. With you I shatter the horse and his rider, and with you I shatter the chariot and its rider, and with you I shatter man and woman, and with you I shatter old man and youth. And with you I shatter young man and virgin, and with you I shatter the shepherd and his flock. And with you I shatter the farmer and his team, and with you 
I shatter governors and prefects. But I will repay Babylon and all the inhabitants of Chaldea for all their evil that they have done in Zion before your eyes, declares the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, who destroys the whole earth, declares the Lord. And I will stretch out my hand against you and roll you down from the crags. And I will make you a burnt-out mountain. They will not take from you even a stone for a corner, nor a stone for foundations. But you will be desolate forever, declares the Lord. Lift up a signal in the land. Blow a trumpet among the nations. Consecrate the nations against her. Summon against her the kingdoms of Ararat, Mini, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a marshal against her. Bring up the horses like bristly locusts. Consecrate the nations against her, the kings of the Medes, their governors, and all their prefects, and every land of their dominion. So the land quakes and writhes, for the purposes of the Lord against Babylon stand, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitants. The mighty men of Babylon have ceased fighting. They stay in the strongholds. Their strength is exhausted. They are becoming like women. Their dwelling places are set on fire. The bars of her gates are broken. One courier runs to meet another, and one messenger to meet another, to tell the king of Babylon that his city has been captured from end to end. The fords also have been seized, and they have burned the marshes with fire, and the men of war are terrified. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, The daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor. At the time it is stamped firm. Yet in a little while the time of harvest will come for her. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has devoured me and crushed me. He has set me down like an empty vessel. He has swallowed me like a monster. He has filled his stomach with my delicacies. He has washed me away. May the violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon, the inhabitant of Zion will say. And may my blood be upon the inhabitants of Chaldea, Jerusalem will say. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I am going to plead your case and exact full vengeance for you, and I will dry up her sea and make her fountain dry. Babylon will become a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, an object of horror and hissing, without inhabitants. They will roar together like young lions. They will growl like lions' cubs. When they have heated up, I will serve them their banquet, and make them drunk, that they may become jubilant, and may sleep a perpetual sleep, and not wake up, declares the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams together with male goats. How Shashak has been captured, and the praise of the whole earth been seized. How Babylon has become an object of horror among the nations. The sea has come up over Babylon, 
she has engulfed with its tumultuous waves. Her cities have become an object of horror, a parched land, and a desert, a land in which no man lives, and through which no son of man passes. I will punish Bel in Babylon, and I will make what he has swallowed come out of his mouth, and the nations will no longer stream to him. Even the wall of Babylon has fallen down. Come forth from her midst, my people, and each of you save yourselves from the fierce anger of the Lord. Now, so that your heart does not grow faint, and you are not afraid at the report that will be heard in the land, for the report will come one year, and after that another report in another year, and violence will be in the land with ruler against ruler, Therefore, behold, days are coming, when I will punish the idols of Babylon, and her whole land will be put to shame, and all her slain will fall in her midst. Then heaven and earth, and all that is in them, will shout for joy over Babylon, for the destroyers will come to her from the north, declares the Lord. Indeed, Babylon is to fall for the slain of Israel. As also for Babylon, the slain of all the earth has fallen. You who have escaped the sword, depart, do not stay. Remember the Lord from afar, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. We are ashamed because we have heard reproach. Disgrace has covered our faces, for aliens have entered the holy places of the Lord's house. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish her idols, and the mortally wounded will groan throughout her land. Though Babylon should ascend to the heavens, and though she should fortify her lofty stronghold, from me destroyers will come to her, declares the Lord. The sound of an outcry from Babylon, and of great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. For the Lord is going to destroy Babylon, and he will make her loud noise vanish from her, and their waves will roar like many waters. The tumult of their voices sounds forth. For the destroyer is coming against her, against Babylon, and her mighty men will be captured. Their bows are shattered. For the Lord is a God of recompense. He will fully repay. I will make her princes and her wise men drunk, her governors, her prefects, and her mighty men, that they may sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake up, declares the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, The broad wall of Babylon will be completely razed, and her high gates will be set on fire, so the people will toil for nothing, and the nations become exhausted only for fire. The message which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, the son of Neriah, the grandson of Maaseah, when he went with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. Now Sariah was quartermaster. So Jeremiah wrote in a single scroll all the calamity which would come upon Babylon, that is, all these words which have been written concerning Babylon. 
Then Jeremiah said to Sariah, As soon as you come to Babylon, then see that you read all these words aloud, and say, You, O Lord, have promised concerning this place to cut it off, so that there will be nothing dwelling in it, whether man or beast, but it will be a perpetual desolation. And as soon as you finish reading this scroll, you will tie a stone to it and throw it into the middle of the Euphrates, and say, Just so shall Babylon sink down and not rise again because of the calamity that I am going to bring against her, and they will become exhausted. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, like all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord, this came about in Jerusalem and Judah, until he cast them out from his presence. And Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Now it came about in the ninth year of his reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem, camped against it, and built a siege wall all around it. So the city was under siege until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Then the city was broken into, and all the men of war fled and went forth from the city at night by way of the gate between the two walls which was by the king's garden, though the Chaldeans were all around the city. And they went by way of the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they captured the king and brought him to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and he also slaughtered all the princes of Judah in Riblah. Then he blinded the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him with bronze fetters and brought him to Babylon and put him in prison until the day of his death. Now on the tenth day of the fifth month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, who was in the service of the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord, the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Even every large house he burned with fire. So all the army of the Chaldeans, who were with the captain of the guard, broke down all the walls around Jerusalem. The Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away into exile some of the poorest of the people, the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had deserted to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the artisans. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left some of the poorest of the land 
to be vine dressers and plowmen. Now the bronze pillars which belonged to the house of the Lord, and the stands and the bronze sea which were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broke in pieces and carried all their bronze to Babylon. They also took away the pots, the shovels, the snuffers, the basins, the pans, and all the bronze vessels which were used in temple service. The captain of the guard also took away the bowls, the fire pans, the basins, the pots, the lampstands, the pans, and the drink offering bowls, what was fine gold and what was fine silver. The two pillars, the one sea, and the twelve bronze bulls that were under the sea, and the stands which King Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all these vessels was beyond weight. As for the pillars, the height of each pillar was eighteen cubits, and it was twelve cubits in circumference, and four fingers in thickness, and hollow. Now a capital of bronze was on it, and the height of each capital was five cubits, with network and pomegranates upon the capital all around, all of bronze. And the second pillar was like these, including pomegranates. There were ninety-six exposed pomegranates. All the pomegranates numbered a hundred on the network all around. Then the captain of the guard took Sariah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, with the three officers of the temple. He also took from the city one official who was overseer of the men of war and seven of the king's advisers who were found in the city and the scribe of the commander of the army who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land who were found in the midst of the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. Then the king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was led away into exile from its land. These are the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away into exile in the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, 832 persons from Jerusalem. In the twenty-third year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried into exile 745 Jewish people. There were 4,600 persons in all. Now it came about in the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the 12th month, on the 25th of the month, that evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, showed favor to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him out of prison. Then he spoke kindly to him, and set his throne above the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim changed his prison clothes, and had his meals in the king's presence regularly all the days of his life. For his allowance, a regular allowance was given him by the king of Babylon, a daily portion all the days of his life until the day of his death. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. She has become like a widow 
which was once great among the nations. She who was a princess among the provinces has become a forced laborer. She weeps bitterly in the night, and her tears are on her cheeks. She has none to comfort her among all her lovers. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Judah has gone into exile under affliction and under harsh servitude. She dwells among the nations, but she has found no rest. All her pursuers have overtaken her in the midst of distress. The roads of Zion are in mourning, because no one comes to the appointed feasts. All her gates are desolate, her priests are groaning, her virgins are afflicted, and she herself is bitter. Her adversaries have become her masters, her enemies prosper. For the Lord has caused her grief because of the multitude of her transgressions. Her little ones have gone away as captives before the adversary. All her majesty has departed from the daughter of Zion. Her princes have become like deer that have found no pasture, and they have fled without strength before the pursuer. In the days of her affliction and homelessness, Jerusalem remembers all her precious things that were from the days of old, when her people fell into the hand of the adversary and no one helped her. The adversaries saw her, they mocked at her ruin. Jerusalem sinned greatly. Therefore, she has become an unclean thing. All who honored her despise her, because they have seen her nakedness. Even she herself groans and turns away. Her uncleanness was in her skirts. She did not consider her future. Therefore, she has fallen astonishingly. She has no comforter. See, O Lord, my affliction, for the enemy has magnified himself. The adversary has stretched out his hand over all her precious things, for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary the ones whom you commanded, that they should not enter into your congregation. All her people groan seeking bread. They have given their precious things for food to restore their lives themselves. See, O Lord, and look, for I am despised. Is it nothing to all you who pass this way? Look and see if there is any pain like my pain which has severely dealt out to me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. From on high he sent fire into my bones, and it prevailed over them. He has spread a net for my feet. He has turned me back. He has made me desolate, faint all day long. The yoke of my transgressions is bound. By his hand they are knit together. They have come upon my neck. He has made my strength fail. The Lord has given me into the hands of those against whom I am not able to stand. The Lord has rejected all my strong men in my midst. He has called an appointed time against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trodden as in a winepress the virgin daughter of Judah. For these things I weep. My eyes run down with water because far from me is a comforter, one who restores my soul. 
My children are desolate because the enemy has prevailed. Zion stretched out her hands. There is no one to comfort her. The Lord has commanded concerning Jacob that the ones round about him should be his adversaries. Jerusalem has become an unclean thing among them. The Lord is righteous, for I have rebelled against his command. Hear now, all peoples, and behold my pain. My virgins and my young men have gone into captivity. I called to my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my elders perished in the city, while they sought food to restore their strength themselves. See, O Lord, for I am in distress. My spirit is greatly troubled. My heart is overturned within me, for I have been very rebellious. In the street the sword slays. In the house it is like death. They have heard that I groan. There is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard of my calamity. They are glad that you have done it. Oh, that you would bring the day which you have proclaimed, that they may become like me. Let all their wickedness come before you, and deal with them as you have dealt with me, for all my transgressions. For my groans are many, and my heart is faint. How the Lord has covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in his anger. He has cast from heaven to earth the glory of Israel and has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger. The Lord has swallowed up. He has not spared all the habitations of Jacob. In his wrath he has thrown down the strongholds of the daughter of Judah. He has brought them down to the ground. He has profaned the kingdom and its princes. In fierce anger he has cut off all the strength of Israel. He has drawn back his right hand from before the enemy, and he has burned in Jacob like a flaming fire, consuming round about. He has bent his bow like an enemy. He has set his right hand like an adversary, and slain all that were pleasant to the eye. In the tent of the daughter of Zion he has poured out his wrath like fire. The Lord has become like an enemy. He has swallowed up Israel. He has swallowed up all its palaces. He has destroyed its strongholds and multiplied in the daughter of Judah mourning and moaning. And he has violently treated his tabernacle like a garden booth. He has destroyed his appointed meeting place. The Lord has caused to be forgotten the appointed feast and Sabbath in Zion. And he has despised king and priest in the indignation of his anger. The Lord has rejected his altar. He has abandoned his sanctuary. He has delivered into the hand of the enemy the walls of her palaces. They have made a noise in the house of the Lord, as in the day of an appointed feast. The Lord determined to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. He has stretched out a line. He has not restrained his hand from destroying and he has caused rampart and wall to lament. They have languished together. Her gates have sunk into the ground. He has destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the nations. The law is no more.
Also her prophets find no vision from the Lord. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit on the ground. They are silent. They have thrown dust on their heads. They have girdened themselves with sackcloth. The virgins of Jerusalem have bowed their heads to the ground. My eyes fail because of tears. My spirit is greatly troubled. My heart is poured out on the earth because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. When little ones and infants faint in the streets of the city, they say to their mothers, Where is grain and wine? And they faint like a wounded man in the streets of the city, as their life is poured out on their mother's bosom. How shall I admonish you? To what shall I compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? To what shall I liken you as I comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion? For your ruin is as vast as the sea. Who can heal you? Your prophets have seen for you false and foolish visions, and they have not exposed your iniquity so as to restore you from captivity. For they have seen for you false and misleading oracles. All who pass along the way clap their hands in derision at you. They hiss and shake their heads at the daughter of Jerusalem. Is this the city of which they said, the perfection of beauty, a joy to all the earth? All your enemies have opened their mouths wide against you. They hiss and gnash their teeth. They say, we have swallowed her up. Surely this is the day for which we waited. We have reached it. We have seen it. The Lord has done what he purposed. He has accomplished his word, which he commanded from days of old. He has thrown down without sparing, and he has caused the enemy to rejoice over you. He has exalted the might of your adversaries. Their heart cried out to the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let your tears run down like a river day and night. Give yourself no relief. Let your eyes have no rest. Arise, cry aloud in the night, at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for the life of your little ones, who are faint because of hunger at the head of every street. See, O Lord, and look, with whom have you dealt thus? Should women eat their offspring, the little ones who were born healthy? Should prophet and priest be slain in the sanctuary of the Lord? On the ground in the streets lie young and old. My virgins and my young men have fallen by the sword. You have slain them in the day of your anger. You have slaughtered, not sparing. You called as in the day of an appointed feast. My terrors on every side and there was no one who escaped or survived in the day of the Lord's anger. Those whom I bore and reared, my enemy annihilated them. Congratulations, you've made it through another book of the Bible. Jeremiah is a good book. It really is. There's a lot of chapters in it, and some of these chapters are really long, as we saw today. But... It's still very good stuff, and everything that the Lord has said 
has or will happen. That We cannot deny that. There isn't much to say about what's happened to this point, except some more historical context of what happened after the exile in Jeremiah, as well as the judgment that he has pronounced against Babylon. And it was a very lengthy, very detailed judgment. So again, why is Babylon being judged like this? So because, like it says in verse 29, she has become arrogant against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. And also in verse 38, where it says, it is a land of idols, and they are mad, or they've gone crazy over fearsome idols. And that's why he's doing that. And then he reminds them who he is. In verse 34, their Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He will vigorously plead their case so that he may bring rest to the earth. This is the God that is against Babylon. And he is against his people right now, but he promised to restore them one day. But Babylon will not be restored because they have a long history of being against God. Babylon was created as we see in the book of Genesis, by Nimrod. Nimrod was the same person who started the Tower of Babel. Babel, Babylon, it's almost the same because it is in the same geographic area. The Tower of Babel is not Babylon, but it is the same person who founded that. Not only that, but Nimrod is also still worshipped today as a deity. And he is a form of Baal. Baal is Nimrod. So Babylon is a hotbed for everything anti-God and has been since the beginning. So God has pronounced a certain judgment against it. And this has been a long time coming. Now, I don't know this for sure. And because, pardon my ignorance if this is the case, but it seems to me And this isn't the only nation that was described this way, but it seems like these areas were verdant at one time, doesn't it? It seemed like that they had plenty of vegetation all around. And yet these nations today are purely desert. And God has declared it as such, that this area will be desolate without inhabitant and will be like a desert. So it makes me wonder how the Middle East used to look if it is now a desert because of God's judgment. Was it always like that? It's just something to think about. Because from what I understand from this is that it used to be a prosperous area with vegetation and resources and the like. But then when God pronounced judgment against these things, then they became desert. Could be wrong, but that's just what it looks like to me. Just something to think about. In chapter 51, the one thing I just want to point out is what he says in verse 56. The destroyer is coming against her of against Babylon. And who is that? That's the Persians, the Medes. Her mighty men will be captured. Their bows are shattered. Why? For the Lord is a God of recompense. He will fully repay. Do not forget that. 
God is a God of vengeance. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. We are not to take our own vengeance, but not only that, but he does not forget what people have done against him, or for him, for that matter. He rewards those who do well to him, and he curses those that do not. So, do not forget that God keeps a running tally of everything that we do and do not do in the state of our hearts, in our actions, what we do in secret, what we do in public. All of it is kept as a record in God's eyes, and nothing escapes him. But then near the end of chapter 51, it goes away from the prophecy, and that is the final prophecy that we see from Jeremiah, and it goes into history at this point. And apparently, we didn't see this before, but a scroll was written by Jeremiah, which we assume to be Baruch, because Baruch was the scribe, and it was given to a certain man to take over to Babylon, and then he was supposed to read this judgment and throw it into the Euphrates River. And when they did that, this is just to demonstrate this is what's going to happen to you guys. And then it goes into detail about King Zedekiah, which some of this is familiar to us from what we read before, but this is a reminder of what they went through, and it is a, an eyewitness experience of everything that happened during the time of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was there. He saw it happen. But not only that, it shows that everything that Jeremiah had prophesied from the beginning came true. And that is the point, I think, to this being here, is everything that he ever prophesied in the name of God actually came true. And this is to show that the Word of God never fails, and he is the only means of seeing the future. Everything else is a guess, it's an estimate, or it's just false. God is the only one who can see beyond time. So when I completely forgot this as well, that in beginning in verse 28 of chapter 52, it shows that there were actually three different waves of exile. I didn't remember that. So that was interesting to see. And then secondly, we see that after Nebuchadnezzar is no longer king, he had a son whose name was Evil Merodach. That is not a title, that's actually his name. Now, I don't know if evil is really the word evil, but I don't think it is. But Evil Merodach is his name. And there were documents and historical tablets that were found in ancient Babylon that confirmed his existence. Not only that, but it, we also found near the Ishtar Gate in Babylon, there was a tablet that was found that confirmed this account where he showed kindness to King Jehoiakim. This was written in record, and we found it. How amazing is that? So, this is not just a story, ladies and gentlemen. None of this has been a story up until this point. We have been reading history, and all of it is true. Even the stuff that seems too remarkable to be true, they really happened. And I can guarantee you that if you had the faith like some of these people had, you would see some of these miraculous things happen in your life, if you have not already. 
I am not a man of prayer as much as I should be, but I have seen too many miracles in my life to deny God's existence. Not only that, but I have the Holy Spirit within me, and he would never deny himself. And that ends Jeremiah, and that sends us into the book of Lamentations. The book of Lamentations was written by Jeremiah, probably dictated to Baruch, and Baruch wrote it down. So even though the book itself never claims who the author is, we know it's Jeremiah because of having the first-hand eyewitness account of the destruction of Jerusalem. And not only that, but it also says that in the Latin Vulgate, there is a superscription to this book that says, Jeremiah sat weeping and lamented with this lamentation over Jerusalem. But not only that, but there are many similarities between the words of Jeremiah and what's in the Lamentations, so it's pretty easy to tell that it's Jeremiah. Now, the Lamentations today are still read by the Jews. Mid-July, which is the Jewish month of Ab, around the ninth day of the month, they read this book of Lamentations publicly. And they do this to remember the two times that Jerusalem was completely destroyed, one during the time of Jeremiah, and then again in A.D. 70 when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem. And this was foretold by Jesus when he was walking the earth. Catholics also use it during the last three days of Holy Week and in their readings, but it doesn't have any particular significance to them. It's just a ritual that they perform. So it goes into painful detail, and it's very hard to read in some areas because of just how destitute these people are, how hopeless their situation looks because of what is going on in the land around them. Like it says in verse 5, The Lord has caused her grief, being Jerusalem, has caused her grief because of the multitude of her transgressions. That's why she's in this situation. It is nothing that God was just being mean about. He has given them many generations of chances. And it finally came to a head, and he exacted his judgment on it. But it's all because of their transgressions. If they had followed the Lord, none of this would have happened. And he reminds us again, verse 18, The Lord is righteous, for I have rebelled against his command. As Jeremiah speaks as if he is Jerusalem. So he does that a lot in Lamentations. He personifies Jerusalem as a virgin daughter and gives it human qualities in order to describe what's going on within the city. Chapter 2 is especially deep on what the Lord's judgment was for the city, what it looked like, how devastating it was, and how hard it is to see. Especially when it you see things like in verse 20, See, O Lord, and look, with whom have you dealt thus? Should women eat their offspring? The little ones who were born healthy? Lord, this isn't fair. Why are you doing this? The Lord has caused his judgment to fall, and God will be satisfied by his justice. He is perfect. He is good. Everything that he's done is good. It may not seem like that to us. It may be hard to understand that. But everything that God does is for our good. But at the same time, he will not allow wicked people to go unpunished. 
That's simply just how he is, and we have to love and respect him for that. We still have three more chapters of Lamentations to go before we go into the next prophet, which is the book of Ezekiel. Now, just a heads up, there are a few chapters in Ezekiel that are long, like the ones that we read today in Jeremiah, but overall they're much more reasonable. But Ezekiel is a fantastical book. There are so many things that we'll see in there that are Revelation-style symbolism and eschatology. So I'm looking forward to reading that. I also am looking forward to reading Lamentations chapter 3, which is the hopeful chapter of the book. And that's all that I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.